Welcome to Keep the Flow, the podcast that looks under the hood of the creative process to keep your creative engine humming. I'm your host, Scott McLemore, a drummer and composer living way up north in Iceland. I've been involved in various creative pursuits, including working in graphic design and writing about creativity. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way. Here we go. So I'm standing at the top of a half pipe. That's a ramp, for those of you who don't skateboard. I have my foot on the tail of my board, with the rest of it hanging over the edge. Thoughts are swirling around in my head. Am I really doing this? Is this a good idea? I glance over at my daughters, who seem to be as unsure about this as I am. At this point, I'm in my late 40s, and I know that injuries when you get older are not easy or as easy to shake off. But now I have an audience of two disbelieving girls. The pressure is truly on. The fear was staring me in the face. Fear of getting hurt, which could affect my career as a musician. Fear of embarrassment. What would my daughters think if that in the process of trying to teach them how to ride a skateboard, I end up in the hospital? Then there was the fear of not doing it. How would I feel about myself if I backed down now? What would the girls think? And would they ever get up the courage to try it themselves if I don't do it now? How did I get myself into this mess? And then, like flipping a switch, I turn it all off and I drop in. Nothing fancy, though. I'm not Tony Hawk, all right? And we're not talking about one of those huge ramps that you see skaters catching serious air on. This one's only about five feet tall. That's about one and a half meters for you non-Americans out there. I think we can all agree that fear sucks, although sometimes it's useful. Like if you see a snake on a hike, don't try to pet it. That would be bad. You should be afraid in those instances. When it comes to creativity though, fear is a major obstacle. Maybe the biggest obstacle. Beginning a new creative project can feel like we're about to drop in on a ramp for the first time. Maybe we're not afraid of being physically hurt, but there could be deep emotional pain waiting on the other side of that half pipe. Embarrassment, failure, rejection. In fact, I'm in the middle of doing just that with this podcast. But in order to engage openly with our creativity, we have to learn to flip that switch and turn those fears off. Easier said than done, in some cases. But for the debut episode of Keep the Flow, it makes sense to go through these fears and look at some ways we can learn to flip that switch and some preventative steps we can take to keep the fears away. Let's get started. And just a disclaimer up front, I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not giving advice here as a licensed anything. Most of you probably already know that, but I have no license, other than a driver's license, which probably doesn't count. In this podcast, I'm just talking about my own thoughts and experiences as a creative person, 
and hopefully people can get something helpful out of it. That's it. So when this thought started nagging at me about starting a podcast, it felt exciting. As I drove to work, I would catch myself imagining what subjects I would cover or who I could interview, and, and then almost like a counterweight to that excitement, fear started seeping into these daydreams. What if it sucks? What if no one listens? What if someone listens that I know and they think I'm a loser? Every what if I could think of was an actual possibility. It could suck. It could be that no one listens. Someone I know might hear it and think I'm a loser. But then, what if I back out now? I've already told my family I'm working on this. What would they think of me? Really, it's like I'm up there on the edge of that ramp about to drop in again. How would I feel about myself if I chickened out? I'm 50 now, by the way. When I'm at the skate park, the kids don't know what to make of me. And if their parents are there, I'm pretty sure they wonder if I'm a pedophile or something. It helps if I have one of my daughters with me. Sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked. The point is, we've got all these what-if questions rolling around in our brains. How can we resolve them? It's tempting to oversimplify it and just say, well, we're all going to die and so it doesn't matter. And I've heard people saying, if you zoom out far enough, the earth disappears. Therefore, everything is meaningless. If that works for you, great. Whatever works. I'm not there, though. To me, it does matter. Otherwise, why would you waste your time doing anything? But instead of thinking that nothing matters, and so do whatever you want, I think a more thoughtful approach is to examine the fear and reason with ourselves. The most important distinction to make is that we are not the work. However our work is received, whatever someone thinks of it, that's not us. We have to be 100% dedicated to it, but at the same time be able to be completely detached from it when it's over. And that's not easy. A helpful thought to deal with the fear of embarrassment, I think, is no one cares. No one cares. Our work will resonate with some people and not with others. But most people are too busy with their lives to give much thought to something that doesn't appeal to them. The ones that hate it enough to leave a nasty comment on social media, we don't have to listen to them. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but they're not entitled to space in our minds. Another approach is to acknowledge the fear and assess the risk. Most creative work is without significant risk. I mean, risk to our person. In most cases, we're talking about trying something different, and our life is not in danger. For instance, if you're a painter who wants to try sculpture, or you want to try acting even, you don't have any experience, and yet you want to go audition for a role in a play. That's great. What's the worst that could happen? You could be rejected. But even actors with serious training and experience get rejected. It's part of the job. If you do prepare, though, that can increase your chances of getting the part and decrease the risk of rejection. But that rejection is not personal. When I submit a proposal to a jazz club somewhere and I get a no, I can't take that to mean I suck. 
It could mean so many things. Either the time period is fully booked, or my music doesn't fit the club, or they have something too similar already booked around the same time, or I've already played there and they think it's too soon to have me back. One possibility is that the person booking the place didn't like the music. That's always a risk, but it doesn't mean they don't like me, or that I'm not good enough. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. We can never eliminate the risk of rejection altogether, and that's where courage comes in. I just watched the new film about Leonard Bernstein that Bradley Cooper made. There's a scene where he's conducting the finale of Mahler's Second Symphony. He said he was terrified of the scene, but he spent six years preparing for it, learning to conduct, studying Bernstein's movements. He was as prepared as he could reasonably be, but when the time came, he botched it over and over for a whole day of takes with the London Symphony Orchestra, which ain't cheap. He went to bed knowing that he could probably do some movie magic to fool most people, but classical musicians and conductors would know, and most importantly, he would know. So the next day, he brought the orchestra back in, and he did it one more time, and he nailed it. To me, that's courage in the realm of creativity. Just making the film to begin with was courageous. Everyone told him no. All the major studios said it was too expensive. The audience for it was too small. But he didn't give up, even though he was terrified that he wouldn't be able to capture the essence of Bernstein's artistry. He assessed the risk and weighed it against the value of the idea and his need to manifest this idea, and the idea won. Even if it had been a failure, he still made the right decision. This is only the second movie he's directed. Sometimes things don't work out how we hope, and we have to be ready for that possibility. John Wayne famously said, Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. <laughs> should, I, should I try that again? I don't think I nailed his accent. Uh, never mind. I get him and Johnny Cash and Elvis all mixed up. So having courage is seriously important for creativity, but sometimes fear is giving us important information that we should sort through before making a decision about something that could have lasting repercussions. In the case of Bradley Cooper, it was telling him, okay, if you're going to do this, you better do your homework. As I stood at the top of the ramp, Somewhere in my brain was the knowledge that I was comfortable keeping my balance on a skateboard, turning and riding on a ramp from the bottom. I had done the preparation, which allowed me to quiet the voices telling me I was insane. The preparation can neutralize or at least lessen the fear. So I don't have any sponsors for the podcast yet. However, one way you can support the show is through the affiliate links I've included in the episode notes, which you can see in whatever app you're using to listen. 
One of these affiliates is through an app called Blinkist. I've been using Blinkist for a couple of years now and it's been incredibly useful. It's the first place I'll go if I hear about a new nonfiction book that sounds interesting. They have easy to digest summaries of each chapter that you can read or listen to. If you're still interested, they point you to where you can buy the full book when you're done. Actually, that's how I found the book that I'm reading right now, The Way to Integrity by Martha Beck. I've learned so much just by reading the summaries, or blinks as they call them. I've found books I love and saved a lot of money by not buying books I wouldn't have read anyway. They're offering a free trial right now if you sign up through the link in the episode notes, and I'll get a little cut each time someone signs up. So you'll get access to over 6,500 nonfiction bestsellers and get to support the show at the same time. So what's not to like? And now, back to Keep the Flow. The fear of trying new things is really the combination of other fears. Fear of failure and fear of the unknown, fear of rejection. They're all related and mixed up. It's like a family of fear. Worst family get-togethers ever. You've got cousin fear of embarrassment over in the corner, (laughs) hoping nobody will notice him. Why would we be afraid of trying something new? Exactly. What if I can't do it? What if it's a disaster? That's fear of failure. What if no one listens? What if someone I know listens and they think I'm a loser? Fear of embarrassment and rejection. Then there's fear of the unknown, which is just that feeling of not knowing what's going to happen, which is kind of like driving in a thick fog when you realize you can't really see anything and you need to pull over because you don't know if you're even going to be able to keep the car on the road. The right decision is to pull over in that example in case you're wondering. But in creativity, it's the opposite. We have to embrace the fog, learn to feel comfortable in the not knowing. The fog will clear eventually. A direction will emerge, or it won't. And that's okay too. We all settle into patterns and have our own version of quote-unquote normal. What we like, what we don't like. After a certain age, we think we have it pretty much nailed down some of us more than others. But stepping outside of our comfort zone is exactly what we need to do in order to grow as artists and as people. And I struggle with this stuff too. I don't want to give the impression that I've got it all together. I love these food shows where the host travels around trying all kinds of food because you know it has to be a challenge sometimes. We all have our own idea of comfort food, even these foodies and they can't possibly like everything they taste. But they have made a habit of pushing themselves to try things, and we can learn a lot from their example. The choreographer Twyla Tharp wrote a book called The Creative Habit, which I absolutely loved. Highly recommend. The title alone tells you so much. The Creative Habit. Make good habits. Be creative like you walk your dog or show up to a job or brush your teeth, you do it because it's what you do. You don't question it. 
the habit neutralizes the fear. The habit takes the decision-making process out of will I do this thing and saves the decisions for the creativity itself. When we make a habit of being creative, of being open to new ideas, of saying yes to the fog of the unknown, we establish new patterns and a new version of quote-unquote normal. When faced with an option to try out a new idea, say yes. Make a habit of it. I don't know if you've seen Yes Man with Jim Carrey. It's a great movie. Hilarious. He figures out that saying yes can improve his life, but there are limits. Sometimes saying yes leads to... That's hard to say. Sometimes saying yes leads to disaster. And I'm not telling you to say yes to everything, but trying something is not irreversible. Unless it's a tattoo. I hope my daughter is listening to this. So if you feel like you're suffering from a fear of trying new things, try making a habit out of being a yes person. As I was preparing this episode, I realized that fear was a much bigger subject than I expected. And I'm going to have to do a follow-up episode, maybe multiple follow-ups to this. But before I sign off today, I just want to say that all of this boils down to getting out of your head. I know I sound like I'm way too much in my own head, but when I'm, when I'm creating, writing music, playing drums or whatever, I'm not thinking so much about all this. Occasionally, however, I do find myself on a gig, for instance, and I catch myself thinking way too much. That's when these ideas can be useful. They can snap me out of a moment of self-doubt. The name of this podcast comes from, well, actually, I named a recent composition of mine, Keep the Flow, kind of as a note to self. The flow refers to the concept of the flow state, which psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi popularized in his book Flow. And I honestly feel like that this is the ultimate goal of creativity, to be in that state and stay there for as long as we can. Fear is the enemy of flow. So remember, do what you want. No one cares. Having fear is normal. Be courageous, but prepare as much as you can. And make a habit of creativity and a habit of saying yes to new ideas. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, keep the flow.